0: Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Katie Katie J, and I've been living and working on the road since 2015. Diary of a Digital Nomad is just what it sounds like. We're talking the good, the bad, and the vulnerable to start conversations that create genuine connections no matter where you are in the world or where you're headed. Shit's about to get real. You ready? Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Diary of a Digital Nomad. I am super excited to welcome my very first guest. Um, I first met Jelena online. We were connected through some mutual friends in Buenos Aires who thought we'd hit it off and they were exactly right. Um, But we had just missed each other. So we were Instagram pals for like a year or something. Um, And then we were finally back at the same time and met up in person and you know, the rest is history. So Jelena is a digital nomad and has a real focus on empowering women. She helps women solo travel confidently and purposefully which is so important and is really practicing what she preaches through her travels and her life. I connect with her on so many levels, from Chicago to being Asian-American, to a solo female traveler, a business owner, and so much more. I'm really, really excited to share this awesome episode with you guys. And I hope to have a lot more guests in the future because we had so much fun. So enjoy. Hey everybody, welcome to Diary of Digital Nomad. I'm here with my first guest ever. I'm so excited to have her, Jolene. Welcome to the
1: podcast. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much. And thank you. I am so excited to be your first guest ever. And we're going to have such a fun conversation. So I gave you
0: a little bit of an introduction beforehand, but if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody, just tell everybody a little bit about, you know, who you are, uh, where you're coming to us from, um,
1: and we'll take it from there. Hi, I'm Jelene, also known as Jelene on the go on socials. I'm a solo female traveler. I've been traveling for the last 10 years and as a digital nomad for the last three. I am a creative entrepreneur and founder of Journey Card, as uh, a company that provides women with courses, products, events to turn your solo travels into transformative experiences. And I'm currently coming to you from Manila, Philippines right now.
0: Amazing yeah i think that's so cool providing all of these resources i think that's a huge thing when solo traveling and digital nomad in general having resources like yours to be able to meet people and make connections and stuff i think is absolutely incredible we, and so actually i mean we could talk about a bajillion different things we have so much in common but what i wanted to start talking about is an event that you threw here last summer which was through it was using childhood well you can tell
1: us about it (laughs) Yeah, so it's um, under Bubbles and Twirls, which is what all of my uh, childhood events are. So they're activities for adults inspired by kids. And this particular one, um, it actually surprised me how big it was. There were around 80 people that showed up for the field day and for the childhood picnic. Um, But essentially, it was a full day of games where, uh, what did we do? We we played like hot potato with some beach balls. We blew bubbles in a field played Simon Says, you guys ran around, and I think that uh, an egg toss race that you all did. Oh, with the spoon,
0: right? With like the spoon in the mouth. Oh my God, the relay race. Do you guys remember it's like a relay race and you hold a spoon, like a plastic spoon in your mouth and you have to balance. And I think we didn't use an egg because we wanted to be like clean and sustainable in case they dropped.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I used a dog toy. Uh, It was a bunch of dog toys, Um, but it it worked just as well. And then the final game was essentially a pop the balloon. So everyone tied balloons to their ankles. And then it was like a survivor balloon game. Whoever annihilated the other team's balloons won. So that was a lot of fun. And then the winning team got to beat up a soccer pinata, (laughs) which had a bunch of candy in it. So um I, like, I thoroughly enjoyed that game. I'm so happy that you were able to participate in that one as well because it was my inaugural event for this concept of uh, really using play to bring people together, um, especially, you know, um, there's like digital nomads want to connect with each other. Expats want to connect with each other and bringing in locals as well who want to connect with those communities. And it was just like such a beautiful Uh, balance between those different groups coming together and and just playing on a field on a Sunday. Yeah, I know. It was crazy. It was just a bunch of adults like running and jumping
0: and screaming and laughing and twirling. And uh, yeah, it was so much fun. And I think it's great. So I think one of the great things about, well, there's a lot of great things about Born Fridays, but there's a bunch of different communities here from like the backpackers to the digital nomads, to the expats, and obviously the locals. And you kind of utilized all of your different connections through your time here and the different groups that you're a part of here and kind of brought everybody together from all of those different groups. And so there was like a really great mix of people. And again, yeah, in digital and I think it's really being able to find connections where you're going deeper and just like getting to do things that are different. I mean, that's why we we travel and stuff. I've never uh, at home. I don't think be be running around like that just because there. I haven't like seen anything like that. And the creativity in those events and in all of that is just amazing and and uh, and really bringing
1: people together. Where did the where did the idea come from? I came up with the idea realizing that in the last three years as a digital nomad that the majority of the meaningful connections that I made during my travels, friends that I traveled with again in the future, friends that I FaceTimed with or you know had more serious conversations with, it all was from these moments of play that we had together. So in Vallarta, where we were eating cake and playing ukulele on the beach and twirling into the ocean, or in Playa del Carmen when we were eating churros and blowing bubbles and, and running around, um, those were the the friendships that I still have to this day so thinking of uh, play as the foundation for those meaningful connections I wanted to bring that aspect into Buenos Aires and also test my hypothesis and and see if that actually would be a good foundation for people um, travelers locals to to connect and yeah as as we were talking it it really was I, I remember after that event uh The WhatsApp messages, even from that event, were were so funny because there were um, people on there that were trying to find like a love match. There were people on there that just were really grateful to have. Remember that, yeah. Yeah, right. And it was just hilarious that they, you know, they were posting that they were grateful to have the opportunity to connect with people that wasn't just going out and drinking because Buenos Aires is a pretty big party you know, nightlife city. And so this, this gave an alternative option for people to connect, which I really loved.
0: Yeah. And I actually find that in the travel space in general, a lot of meeting people and connecting with people ends up happening at bars or at events where there's alcohol involved, uh, which is great and fun. And I have certainly had some really great stories and made some wonderful connections and stuff like that. Um, but especially as I get older and I want to be hanging out at bars less and less, or, or at least like, I want to go home in a an hour and whenever, and feeling like I don't want to get left behind. Like I still want to meet people and make connections, but there's just so many less opportunities to do so when there isn't, you know, like binge drinking involved or, or at the very least, um, you know, alcohol involved in, in some way. And so I think it's a great idea and a great concept that a lot of people clearly connect with. Um, and something that's really, really needed. I mean, I haven't seen that talked about really anywhere. And you're, I mean, you're creating a program uh, kind of based around all of that, aren't you?
1: Yes, it, I'm so excited to release it. So it's called the Connection Mastermind. And it really takes this idea of play as a foundation uh in order to find and make these meaningful connections as you're traveling whether that's as a as a nomad or if you are an expat and you've moved to a new city and you're trying to uh, find new friends or even if you're in your same city and realize that you need some more aligned connections maybe ones that don't involve drinking or just have more in common besides that the the program really aims uh, to target those people and those needs and bringing the play back into it. So rather than, you know, going to... So when people always ask, um, how do you make new friends when you're traveling or in general? A lot of people recommend hostels or a lot of people recommend going to like happy hour meetups on meetup.com. And what ends up happening in those situations is you... End up relying on alcohol, wine. If you're in a hostel, you go to the hostel bar, or if you are at that happy hour on Meetup.com, it's it's an awkward situation to walk into an event at a bar. You don't know which group you're trying to meet, if it's the right group. So you you know you automatically go to the bar first, and so those aren't necessarily um, events that really foster those those connections right off the bat. So Dr. Stuart Brown um, has this book called Play, and in it, he describes the eight types of play personalities. So if you think back to the, the time when you were, were younger, there were certain activities that you did as a child that... Uh, you were more attracted to. So whether that was running around, rolling around the grass, maybe you were more artsy, maybe you blew bubbles or you collected something. There's each of these different activities that you did as a kid tracks to a different type of play personality. So if we go into the idea of um, one of the play personalities, it's all about movement and kinesthetics. So if we, we think, okay, you, as a child, you like to run around, uh, maybe playing tag or some something of that nature. So then as an adult, an idea for connection for you would be to, to bring back that play into your life, would be to join sport groups, join recreational groups, play dodgeball, play kickball, do something that is active because now you're incorporating play into your life and then use those activities to then be able to make those meaningful connections. So you can do these activities anywhere in the world. You have to adapt it, of course, and like how you find it and how you join. But the the concept of, okay, I'm, uh, a kinesthetic type of play personality, I need to incorporate more sports into my life to bring play into my life and meet people that way, and then looking for those community leagues or rec leagues in any city that you're in, and then making friends with the people that are attending. So that's that's uh, the concept in a nutshell for how you make friends using play instead of relying on these like happy hour meetups or these alcohol-based meetups. Wow, that's like, I didn't realize the, that there were the different
0: personalities like that. And I love like the Enneagram and I love kind of the different, the attachment styles and love languages and kind of all of those different things. And so I love that there's also one for the type of play that you connect with the most or are. How do we like figure out our types? Is, is Are there like questions or um, yeah, like how do we figure out which type that we are?
1: Yeah, so uh, there is the book, um, Dr. Stuart Brown, it's called Play. Uh, and he also is the founder of the National Institutes for Play. Um, but I actually am taking his concepts and adapting it so that it is more applicable to women who are travelers or who are looking to make meaningful connections without alcohol. And so I actually have a quiz that I have available and I can give you all the resources. And then also I have uh, a free guide for the 222 plus ways to make friends anywhere in the world. And that is uh, again, alcohol free. We'll
0: link that down in the show notes for sure. So everybody can go figure out what theirs is, that's perfect.
1: Yeah, so it really takes the concept of those play styles and there's like different activities that fall under each of those play styles. And then once you, Figure out what your play style is. Uh, part of the the program uh, for the Connection Mastermind is actually going through and um, you know figuring out the play style, figuring out what type of friendship or what type of connection you're looking for. So that way, when you actually meet them at those activities that you're doing, you are in a better mindset and are better able to recognize them and then introduce yourself to them. And then a portion of the program goes over, like, how do you make those introductions? How do you do the follow-up so that you go from you know, that one event to actually seeing them one-on-one? And then uh, a section on rejection and letting go and, and doing a bit of a friend audit to ensure that you are surrounding yourself with people that light you up. And then also because we're you know all travelers and we move around, it's like, how do you then continue to build those same connections, even if you move on to the next city? That's, I think, actually really key is,
0: I think... Yeah, we all focus so much on making the friends, which is great, but then maintaining a friendship is something totally different, and then deciding, you know, if something still still works for you and not in a, like, oh, I'm just, like, not going to be friends with them anymore, but, you know, friendships, just, like, all things, relationships, you know, jobs, like, name anything in life being good with my diet or bad with my diet or being you know in a good workout regime or not being quite as motivated like there's so many ups and downs and stuff and and ebbs and flows and uh things can change and i think that we forget sometimes that relationships are like that as well and just like you said especially with um with travelers and kind of always being on the move and being different different time zones and so having to like work different hours and all of that together can can make it tough and i feel like sometimes there's so much energy that goes into trying to maintain something where it's like no it's okay like you can you can like either not necessarily either let it go or just like it's okay if the relationship changes from what it was when you were in the same city and seeing each other like every week or or whatever. And so addressing kind of all of those parts and times in relationships um, is so smart and so brilliant. Um, I think that's really amazing and, and really important to talk about.
1: Yeah. And that this is actually why I, I am naming it meaningful connections uh, rather than, um, you know, to say like friendships, right? Because I think With with friendships, there's that connotation of, like, we're friends forever and, you know, the same type of friendship always. And it may not be like that. And, and, you know, adult life, travel life, um, a connection can still be meaningful if you aren't seeing them every day, if you're not in the same city. You know, there's still can be a meaning uh, in that relationship and also you know there's there's changes that happen there's there's variations in the frequency and conversation and how you communicate with each other moving forward. and it's important to recognize that and be okay with that and, and you know be able to clearly communicate that as well. And so, um, you know, some people that you might see every day or um, every week when you're in a particular city that might change to a once a quarter FaceTime. Right. Um, and but then you you know, when you're in that city, you pick up right where you left off. So I think it's important to you know, not try to put every single friendship in the same type of role because it is going to be different depending on the connection
0: yeah i'm like over here snapping because that's just like couldn't have said it better myself i 100 percent agree that's uh it's so true like it, it really is so true and to be able to to have permission to do that is excellent do you have like any examples of go ahead
1: you beat me to it. Um, So I actually wanted to share some examples of some things that I do that I also will include in in the program as well. Some examples of things that I do to maintain connections that I have back home or uh, connections that I've made in the different countries that I've lived in. So for example, one of the friends that Uh, actually made in Argentina, every Monday she and I uh, do a three-hour co-working block. So at night for her, uh, oh, sorry, at night for me, because I'm in the Philippines right now, and in the morning, first thing on Monday morning for her. So we work in sprints. So we do three 52-minute sprints with around a 15-minute break after each sprint. And we'll uh, hold each other accountable. We have like a little timer that we use on Figma. And we'll work on three things and we, we know what each of us are working on. And for three hours, uh, we will, you know, hold each other accountable to complete those tasks. But in before the sprints and in between the sprints, we also have time to chat and catch up and, um, you know, just connect in general. So that's like one of the ways that I would recommend it's, you know, cause for me, like it's really important to surround myself with friends that are ambitious and um, can help keep me accountable. And, and, you know, we're, we're both working towards something and this is a great way to work towards something together and uh, encourage and support each other as well. That is such a great idea. Um, I have recently started, I
0: got an accountability partner that we, we found each other, and have a talent in common. And um, sometimes we just end up chatting, but having those like time blocks like that is, yeah, that's brilliant and a really good way to kind of mix business and pleasure and productivity, but also like getting that break and giving your brain a break as well in between those sprints. That's a really good idea. And how do you guys deal with, with switching time zones and um, you know, with, with like you moving around or, uh things all the things that can kind of change you know when when people are on the move and on the road and stuff like that
1: yeah it's about communication right and and i feel like in any type of um connection, relationship. It's its all about communicating that. And so, um, you know, even just yesterday, we had one, uh, we were supposed to have one, but then she messaged and said, hey, actually, I, something came up. And so we rescheduled and we have our block for tomorrow instead. And so some weeks are busier than others. And it's just all about, you know, being flexible and communicating that to the other person. Yeah, that
0: makes sense. And um, what about some like, you know, when you talked about adapting different activities to kind of the different places that you are have you on because you've been a few places since you left Buenos Aires have you done more events have you had to adapt from the activities in like Latin America versus Asia or kind of what does that look like as you as you've been on the move
1: yeah, yeah. I've been to a lot of places since Buenos Aires. It's been a whirlwind, actually, of a summer. It's wild. I'm like trying to think back now. Um, and it has definitely varied. In, in Buenos Aires, there were more established communities that I, I knew about I was in versus some of the other places I was only in for maybe three weeks, for example. Um, and so I wasn't able to host like such a large event in those locations because of it. But there were still some things that um, I, was, I was able to do. So for example, during one of the co-working events that I went to in Medellin, uh, actually where I learned about how to work in sprint and blocks i incorporated bubbles as part of the breaks for for those co-working sessions and so we would all get together and and i brought some bubbles and we just blew them and and connected that way so that was you know you kind of have to adapt to the situation and the community and and so that was like a fun play moment when i was in medellin yeah that's really fun i actually
0: remember seeing your your stories about that and everybody was just like having a blast just like like the the pure joy you could like see the joy on people's face like uh with those bubbles
1: i do remember that yeah and it's just it's so funny because it's something as simple as bubbles literally just soap yeah and it it just lightens the lightens the mood and it's (laughs) it's instantaneous too because it's just such a, a throwback to childhood yeah, that's incredible.
0: Um, so, what what's next for you then? You're launching this course. Are you are you going to be in the Philippines still, or what are the dates that it's available?
1: Yeah. So, um, I am actually leaving the Philippines in a few days, uh, and I'll be heading to Bali, as as all digital nomads eventually go to. <laughs> and I figured it would be a really good place for me. <laughs> yeah, it's like a rite of passage. <laughs> It really is. Um, and, you know, because there is such a good infrastructure in terms of Wi Fi there and co working uh, places and other entrepreneurs, I figured it'd be the perfect place for me to launch this program. Uh, so It is going to be available for launch in October. It is going to be in the format of a live virtual workshop, and it's going to be held uh, around five hours for one session. Uh, So we're really diving in deep, and this is going to be a live session that I'm hosting. So it's not a pre-recorded session. You're actually going to be on a live call on, on Zoom with Uh, me and 15 other people Um, so it's going to be an intimate group and we are going to go over some of these concepts that we we touched on today and there's going to be uh, after each of the sections I'll actually have like a play in the sandbox type of time where we break out into um, little groups where we practice some of these concepts that I'll be teaching as part of the framework so that way you're not only learning about the particular concepts I am teaching about connection you're actually connecting with the other people in the mastermind as well. So then after the initial uh, workshop day, one of the things that I really recommend is being able to follow up with someone after an event. So if you meet someone that you connect with at an event, within two weeks, you have to follow up with them. Otherwise that connection fizzles out. So in the same way, there's going to be within two weeks, a follow-up mastermind session where the cohort that you were in gets back together and will check in on wins, challenges, and areas that you need support on as you're making more meaningful connections and applying some of these concepts. And then for the first year, there's going to be access to the community where we meet monthly uh, to connect again on wins, challenges, and areas for support. So really, this is a curated community all about meaningful connections around the world wow yeah you're totally right about having to do
0: within that two weeks because otherwise it's gone i've thought about that many times before i'm like oh dang it and just having the courage to reach out and just kind of doing it and so having that like set format where you're in this community of, of people who are all doing that on their own but then also getting to know the community while you're all doing that together i think is um very very cool
1: yeah, I'm really excited to you know not just deliver and, and teach the concepts, but give you the opportunity to test it out in a very safe space. That's the the whole reason for it being live and with actual people, and also continuing um, through a whole year of access to the monthly mastermind. So that you know, you if your goal is to make meaningful connections, like you're going to do it because you have the community support and all the tools that you need to be able to do it. I love that. So. A question that I want to
0: ask all of my guests is what does digital nomading mean to you? I know that's like a very (laughs) broad question. Um, And so you can choose to answer it in in whatever way you want.
1: I think in a nutshell, for me, it's just the freedom of location. So I can choose to live anywhere in the world. And be able to do so because I um, have some way to support myself. So, so really, life is about uh, you know the the freedom of choosing and the freedom of being able to do what you want with your time and where where you want to be, as opposed to say like a not non digital nomad lifestyle where you are. You know, you might love the job that you're doing, but there's a requirement for you to be in one place, which means you are having to live as well in that one place. And I think that that's um, for me at this point, um, not something that I'm wanting to do. So that digital nomad lifestyle really is something that uh, for me is essential because of that freedom. Yeah. Incredible. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, well,
0: it's been so much fun talking to you and there's a ton of other topics that I would love to connect with you about that we didn't even get a chance to even like mention here. So we'll definitely have to have you back sometime soon, but thank you so, so much for being here. This was like such an interesting conversation. I really, really love what you're doing and I think it's, it's so important. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you again for having me and yeah, I'm excited to chat with you more. Thanks everybody for hanging in till the end. You can find
0: all the links mentioned in the show notes and make sure to check out Jalene's Instagram account, Jolene on the go. She really shares a ton of great tips, tricks, motivation, and mindset for solo female travelers and digital nomads in general. And her life is also just super fun to follow along with. I'll see you back here next week for another solo episode and my last week in Argentina. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. If this resonated with you, make sure to share it with your other travel buddies and please take a few seconds to give a five-star rating and review. It really helps me reach even more awesome nomads and travelers like you. See you next week.